This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast, the very first episode of season three, season three. is brought to you by who else? World Thai Garden Ever Beach, the finest, freshest, most delicious Thai and Laotian food you can get anywhere on this island. Check it out, Ever Beach 96706, venture the Blue Hawaii Podcast, and get 20% off. 20%! Blue Hawaii. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Josh Michaels. And I'm Ryan Little. We as Ryan mentioned, are here for season three. Season three. It's uh, We're recording this. It is March 7th, so we are getting a little bit of a late start to the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is okay. Which is okay. It's, we just, we, 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 you don't like people, it? You don't ask, like it? Start your own podcast. They say, what's taking y'all so long? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> we we <laughs> we're do just not hanging care. out. We're just hanging, man. We're just hanging. Why you got to be all up in my business we, like this? Uh, seriously, we have... We took a much-needed break. I, uh, For those of you keeping track at home, uh, we released uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 85 episodes slash minisodes. 95, 75. I think it was 75 When you include minisodes, When yeah. you include minisodes. Uh, geez, don't, it's like 85 don't in two years. Don't get me started, folks. I say two years. It was 85 in less than two years. It's like a little, little less than two years. And That's so like, we just need a little break. You're counting like... We took a break. Oh, man. Yeah. But you know who did not take a break? Who dat? Our haters. Our haters. Uh, iTunes comment on January 31st, 2020 from Boom Boom Salmon. All one word. Boom Boom Salmon. Yeah, you can't spell Boom Boom Salmon without boo. <laughs> but anyway, Boom Boom Salmon writes, subject line, bold, two howlies. Can't disagree with them there. Fact. Factual. Conce- concession one. You know... You, you got to give it to people yeah. when they're right. He was yeah. right. Two howlies being howlies. Also, st- still, at this point, I'm fully on board with them. The, no matter how hard we try, aren't we always being, quote unquote, being howlies? Ex- until we die. I literally can't help it. Uh, coronavirus, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> uh, I can't relate at all, but that doesn't mean you won't. That is also true. Yeah. yeah probably, so far, this is a very yeah, you know, this is a very fair review. Boom Boom Salmon is nothing if not honest. And he didn't even say, like, do not listen to the show. He, he said, said, I like, can't relate, but maybe you can. All I got to say is that they're so howly, they don't even know they're howly. Well, hold but, on now. Which is rude, because how many times have we played the clip of the North Shore? He's so howly, he don't even know he howly. And I feel like if you know, if you're aware enough of that, you can only be so howly. I also, I think... If you listen to the wise words of Leilani Poliahu, Howley is a perfectly good word. Last line, watch out, scrubs. Meet me at Sandy's if you guys like step. So that's a, like... Boom one, Boom Salmon? If, if if Boom Boom Salmon was really, like, you know, the, 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 the character he's insinuating to be, surely it would be scrap and not step. I just gotta say, Boom Boom Salmon, uh, I don't go to Sandy's that often. I prefer more of the in-town beaches. Kahala Beach. Such a meet, me at, meet me at Kahala Beach if you would like to engage in fisticuffs, Boom Boom Salmon. You know what, Boom Boom Salmon? I would meet you at Sandy's, but the lifeguard asked me not to come because I make their <laughs> job way too difficult. You know what, Boom Boom Salmon? How about this? Uh, meet, meet you at Sandy's. How about you meet me in Hawaii Kai? You know what? And we will, we will uh, come to blows with one another. Yeah, at, uh, yeah you will. At uh, one of the uh, tourist excursion stores, and that is where we will do our combat, sir. You're gonna get beaten to death with a jet ski. 
well, if you want to shush the haters like Boom Boom Salmon, please on whatever platform, preferably iTunes, because that's where this dingbat hangs out. But uh, <laughs> wherever you get your fine podcasting material, please feel free leave us a nice comment. Also, Say, Boom Boom Salmon, get in touch because I feel like I feel like you think that you can't relate at all. But I bet you could, but and I bet hey, Boom relate Boom Salmon my, relate my nuts to your face. <laughs> boom boom salmon uh we would like to have a beer summit with you and so if you listen to this episode please know that you are welcome to have a beer with us and explore our differences together on air this episode is going to come out and my mom is going to be like hey i heard you heard my comment (laughs) (laughs) she's like josh that was mitten jess and you just said that you were going to hit me in the face with your nuts um support 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 any friend face any foe i'm not scared so what else uh big news shell the lovely friendly uh company destroying our environment is changing its name for international women's day they're adding an apostrophe and making it sure that is sounds late stage capitalism in a nutshell i'm just like what beltway consultant was like was like let me tell you what you should pay me six hundred thousand dollars for oh another good story uh Mm -hmm. we've been we're not gonna do the full news recap we've been off there way too long just just two or three gems very few things have happened in our in our absence though this is uh reuters february 26th pope to catholics for lent give up trolling boom boom salmon if you're catholic (laughs) you you fucked up Pater noster our holy father is very cross with you he about to he about to get at that ass boom boom salmon and i don't mean it how it could sound and i realize that that's bad wording and i didn't mean yes. to offend any of our catholic listeners there's uh, as papa frank said we live in an atmosphere he's not italian he's argentine but yeah where did you get that from oh we live in an atmosphere polluted by too much <laughs> verbal violence he's not like the guy the, the, Mamma the mia. he's the chef from lady and the tramp <laughs> oh because um, too many offensive and harmful words which are amplified by the internet that means you boom salmon <laughs> <laughs> today people insult each other as if they were saying quote good day and he's not wrong boom boom salmon <laughs> K-H-O-N. survey says honolulu is the most stressed city in america i defying all the stereotypes or excuse me, not even stereotypes defying all the lazy conjecture <laughs> that you mainlanders have in your it image used to not be but too, too now, many pe- too many people like you moved here. I think, <laughs> look, according to Boom Boom, 7, if you have a problem with me, you know where to find me. Kahala Beach. <laughs> Kahala Beach. Near the Kahala Hotel. Yeah. Where we will first, before we do anything, uh, I will be having brunch. And if you scratch my Lexus, you will hear. I swear. You will hear to from my insurance company. God, Joshua. Um, <laughs> on that same note, yes. uh, there was another survey that recently uh a little generated a little bit of news um apparently they asked oahu residents hey how happy are you right now turns out not very not very uh it says oahu residents according to star advertiser don't feel as good about living here as they did in 2006 or even a year ago according to a recent survey 2000 a lot has happened since 2006 a lot has happened not much of it good but I think it's like, I don't think probably anybody feels as good about living in anywhere as they did in 2006 personally, before I'm, the entire global economy crashed. Personally, I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore. I, high school is I did okay in high school. It was fine. I can. I, I mean, can, I think now is better. I can buy liquor legally. That's true. 
Were you buying liquor illegally in high school? Moving on, next story. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but so basically, anyway, yeah. no, I, th- I think uh, right now the, the story is 54% of people uh, have said that they are happy living, uh, excuse me, the 54% quality of life rating is, is what uh, Honolulu residents gave Oahu. Um, tallied in December, it's a significant drop from the 77% quality of life rating given when the same poll was asked as part of Honolulu's community livability report 13 Ooh. years earlier. That is a decrease of nearly 25%. But like, you know, from 77% to 54 not obviously 25% to 77 is not 23. But I guess the story here is... Sucks. It's getting hard. It's been hard. And like, what's crazy is it that people hard. are like, huh, what's making it people so unhappy here? It's like, you mean all the same things that we've been telling you about? Yeah. It's really expensive to live here. Trust in government is People uh, don't pay 16, shit. 16% according to the survey. We have yeah. uh, 17% of people uh, feel that the city government is acting in the best interest of Honolulu and 19% is being honest. I mean, like, so we have like 81, big problems. 81% of people get it. The other 19% were lying. <laughs> the, oh, God. Um, do you guys remember Kauai Councilman? Do you remember Kauai Council Member Arthur Brun, who fled the scene of a traffic stop and I hit a police officer? reporting on that. Well, follow-up story from reporting. the Kauai Police Department. <laughs> reporting. Breaking, Re- breaking reporting, news here at the yeah. Lovai Podcast. The Kauai Police Department, in conjunction with federal agencies, was responsible for the arrests of 12 individuals Thursday, including Kauai Council, Council Member Arthur Brun. The suspects under indictment today were identified as part of a major drug trafficking organization that is supplying... Excuse me. That has been supplying a significant amount of methamphetamine throughout the community. Bro. Apparently he also used this uh, position as meth dealer number one to pay for sex and hired muscle. Hey, who's the judge of that Speaking one? of hired muscle, uh, the guy wait, who- wait, owned- actually, hold on. Yeah. I've got a little bit of little bit of inside knowledge Hit on me. the uh, Arthur Brun story. Oh, I was going to say on, on meth dealing. On meth, meth trafficking. No. Um, Moving weight. <laughs> he, apparently, as the cops were chasing him from yeah. that scene, like where he hit the car- uh, he was throwing little baggies of meth out the window Not to try to man. destroy the evidence. Not a smart man. Like, that's like a trail of breadcrumbs yeah. lead straight to you, except Follow they're me. drugs. Follow me and you'll be <gasps> <laughs> in a world of pure methamphetamine. Uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about some rich people. Oh, ri- speaking of, you know, uh, paying for sex and hiring muscle. Okay. The guy who owns Lanai, uh, Larry Ellison, he's hosting a fundraiser for our big, brave, bold, wet president, Donald Trump. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck them both. And I, I, that's I, all we, I that's, left it ambiguous. That's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, and oh, the coronavirus. No, good no, news. No. I got one. Well, let's let's do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do a good story before we do a bad story. Here's a good story. Actually, no. Let's end on a good note. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. It's coming to get us all. Don't worry, guys. Mike Pence is in charge. We're fine. Uh, let's, let's talk about Mike Pence's public health record. Uh, number one, he doesn't believe in science. Number two, in Indiana, he uh, presided over the biggest uh, per capita explosion in HIV transmission rates in modern U.S. history. Because he refused to authorize the needle exchange that the legislature had passed. And because they stigmatized gay sex and yeah. transmission. But don't worry, right. guys. Um, if you begin to feel feverish or uh, you cough, sneeze, anything, just wait a little bit. And the White House.gov prayer chain should be reaching you shortly. Also, okay, so let's talk about uh, as of this record. Recording. Yes. So uh, we're going to date ourselves a little bit. Today is March seventh. March seventh, two thousand twenty. Two thousand and twenty. The, the year of our Lord. Lord. Mm, mm. Same Lord. He works in mysterious same ways. Lord. 
anyway it's all same same dude at this point (laughs) the u.s is severely short on testing kits on personal protective equipment for healthcare professionals which includes uh, rubber gloves and surgical masks um and the Trump administration is refusing to test people for the coronavirus. Because so it would look bad for... What does that mean? It means that in Honolulu, where yesterday, Friday, March 5th, we just had our first confirmed case of coronavirus. Hey, how many cases we did it. do you think we've actually tested for? How many How many tests have we deployed, listeners? Okay. As of today... Multiple choice. No, multiple choice question. Okay. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you three options. How many, how many test kits has the city and county of Honolulu, state of Hawaii, deployed here on Oahu? A. A. 100. B. 1. 1. C. 1,000. D. 8. Listeners, do you have your answer? Yeah. It's fucking 8. 8 tests. How many people live here on this island? A million. Yeah. You're going to get coronavirus. We'll be fine. Uh, So we've got a great guest to tell you on that happy note. No, no, no. We're not. We have a good story. Uh, We're going to end on a really good story. The good story is... A friend of ours, a dear friend, a friend of the show, and a woman who uh, is a champion for progressive causes and change and has been for years, Kim Coco Iwamoto. Friend of the show. Is running to unseat Hawaii State House Speaker Scott Psyche. More on this, much more on this coming up soon. Which? Soon? Coming up soon. Soon. Coming up soon. Soon, This is great because Scott Psyche exactly that's all you have to say name his signature accomplishment yeah. ladies and gentlemen so the mood's been in office almost as long as we've been alive and and i mean what for what i, I just i always think listeners Why? we get leaked people yeah. leak us stories about hawaii state politics and i just i'll just say the leaks have not been favorable even if you know and and before it's not like, for mr Psyche. Before, before somebody comes after us like oh you know you're coming after us just didn't blah, blah, blah. we're not saying like oh we're definitely endorsing i mean obviously we are but like i'd endorse the hell out of kim coco yumoto just the fact that like if nothing else primary these people and force them to make the case about like why force you should stick around for any much longer like these, what have you done for these us These people make like they don't make a, a zillion dollars right like what you make like now it's 80 grand a year or something 70 80 something like that yeah which but they work in uh, they're like in session like three months a year four five they make 80 grand for part-time work and they all have outside jobs. Like these people, not all of them, they're getting paid. They, they are getting but, paid with your money to do things that you don't want them to do. But the people uh, on Bishop street who write them a lot of checks, they're getting their money's worth. We say a lot of checks. I mean, not a right lot at, compared to like, that's true. You know, real stuff. Like, yeah. but you know, real, real stuff like, you know, real checks into, or like, we're not talking Coke Brothers, but that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, but that's almost like because the I think stakes, that's why it's so why it lulls people into complacency. The stakes are so low and relative. Yet, relatively, the stakes in our at our state government level, city government level, relatively pretty low. But still, petty personal crap and pay to play, and you know, just clogs up. Clogs up the system and does. extracts any reason for us to have any hope about anything. Totally. So the more people willing to stand up and say, like, what's going on here? What the hell? And Scott Psyche, like, I've never met the gentleman, 
Uh, I've met a lot of politicians. We met David Ige. He sat here and told us he was going to fight for a it, $15 an hour minimum wage, which he immediately abandoned. Um, told it to us to our face, I believe. Uh, hell of a mustache, though. Hell of a mustache. Scott Psyche's not like the worst one, is the thing. Like, I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm saying like there are people in Hawaii's legislature who are bad, who just suck. And like, he's not even like in the top five and like, it's still good that he's getting primaries yeah. because it's forcing him to be accountable to his constituents. Well, also he's the, I mean, he's the speaker of the house. Like he's the, the buck ostensibly stops house. with you. Like what, you know? Yeah. What has the house of representatives done for us? So anyway, good luck, Kim Coco. Excuse uh, me, not done for us. What is the house of, what are they doing for the voters of Hawaii and what justifies you returning to that seat? That's a perfectly valid it's question. It's a valid question and it's valid no matter who you are. It's yep. valid at every level of government. Yep every time that you get the chance to ask it and that's what i'm saying like there are people who i genuinely wish would just like lose every election they ever run in uh and i'm not saying that about scott psyche joe biden but like it's worth it to force him to prove his case of like i am the best i'm the best person for this job for more reasons than i'm just you know an old japanese dude if you want to get in touch about that comment (laughs) Is that say No, that's I mean, you're not wrong. It's I mean, that's you're not wrong. Like I'm fine to leave it in. It's true. Listeners, you're hearing behind the scenes. I mean, name recognition is pretty much the whole ball game, especially of a certain generation or a certain number of years you get once you get in there and people recognize the name, that's all you need. Yeah. So why not why not shake it up a little bit? Anyway. And maybe this could be exactly what he needs to reinvigorate his career and rededicate himself to bold public service. Could be. Yeah. You never know. Kim Coco, good luck. We look forward to talking to you. Um, coming now, up after the guest. break, yeah, yes. we have Miss Maria Perez. Yes. Uh, she from Fairvote. Is from Fairvote. To hear, to talk to us. Coming up very soon. April 4th. April 4th. So Maria was kind enough to- April fl- 4th day. Fly all the way here from New Mexico to teach us and some other Hawaii Democrats a little bit about ranked choice voting. What is ranked choice voting? She's going to explain it. It's making its debut here in the Hawaii Presidential Preference Poll. President, whatever they call it. Hawaii Triple right. Presidential when you, Preference Whenever poll. we're voting for... If you're a Democrat, you get to say if you like yeah. Democrats or which Democrat you like. Bernie which Sanders. Now, it's Bernie basically, do you want the person who's promising big transformative change and galvanizes uh, young people, old people, middle-aged people alike to believe the best about the American future? Or do you want the guy that was Obama's VP? Look here, Jack. This is America. <laughs> You're a dog-faced pony soldier. I'm going to do some push-ups. <laughs> a dog-faced, Amtrak. dog-faced pony soldier? That's a direct quote from the vice president who is running to become oh, the leader of the free world. gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> Miss- but you know who's not? Maria Perez. Maria Perez. Nothing but straight truth. She's a wonderful person. Stay tuned. We are excited to talk with her a little bit more after the break. And by a little bit more, we mean a lot more and the rest of this episode. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Welcome back to the show, friends. We are thrilled to be joined this evening in Ryan's house by Maria Perez from Fair Vote. She has come all the way from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, the land of enchantment, to teach us a little bit about ranked choice voting. Is that New Mexico's slogan, the land of enchantment? No, it's ranked choice voting. Oh. <laughs> uh, so ranked choice voting will be making its debut in the Hawaii Democratic Party's upcoming presidential preference poll. 
So this is something we should all be looking out for. They've got a really good app for it. Is that true? No, I don't know. No, probably not. No. Well, we don't know about that. We don't know about ranked choice voting either, which is why, Maria, thank God you're here. (laughs) Hi, guys. That was Josh putting down his phone. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. How, first of all, first of all, most importantly, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Well, very good. How, and you've been in Hawaii the past week, I believe you were saying. Mm, I've been in Hawaii the past three days. The past three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Uh, well, three days can feel like a week sometimes. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're at the beach. Especially when. And uh, have you enjoyed yourself so far? Yes, very much so. But you will be enjoying yourself a lot more when we fully implemented our ranked choice voting system. Would you mind telling us about that? I would be delighted to. Yes. So, yes, Hawaii uh, is one of four states that um, in which the Democratic Party is going to be using a ranked choice uh, ballot for the upcoming presidential primary. So what, what are the other three? Um, the other three are Alaska, Wyoming and Kansas. Wow. And then Nevada, of course, uh, you may know, used a ranked ballot also for their uh, primaries last week. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Uh, what is the benefit? Because we, we do have a lot of listeners who are sort of uh, Hawaii politicos. People who are very interested in politics at a very granular, specific level. But some people who are just like, I don't know what the hell you are talking yeah, about. What so is, what, what is it? different than regular voting? Because my normal, the way I'd rank my normal choices is I want Bernie to win. And I want everybody else to lose. So number one and then numbers zero. Mm-hmm. So what is how does rank choice differ? So the, you know, the way that rank choice voting works is that when you get your ballot, instead of just voting for one candidate, you get to rank the candidates you like in order of preference. So number one is the candidate you love. In the case of the voter that you just uh, mentioned, I don't know if that was uh, self-referential or not. It, it, it was. Okay. Although I do like Liz Warren as well. Perfect, right? Yeah. So you love Bernie. You would rank Bernie as number one. Indeed, I would. And then, okay, if for whatever reason, Bernie cannot get this thing, which candidate do that? you like? Elizabeth Warren. So you would rank Elizabeth Warren as your number two and so forth. So who do you love? Who do you like? Who do you kind of like? Who can you stand? And that's the way you do it. Wait, wait, who's who's your... Josh, are you Bernie and then Elizabeth Warren as well? I'm personally uh, Bloomberg, 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 (laughs) and Bloomberg. But that's neither here nor there. Is is there negative numbers for some... Can you you de-rank someone else? Can you be like... There is a strategy for that. Is there really? Getting back to your point, Josh, There in Hawaii, there's three choices. You get okay. to rank your... You got your top... So po- a podium, basically. You got exactly. your gold, your silver, your bronze. Exactly. Who okay. do you like? Who do you love first? Who do you like second? Who do you kind of like third? Who's and is your, it like a... Who's your bronze? My bronze? I got a I clear... Probably, I got a clear gold and silver. Though, so then you get strategically, and this is probably jumping ahead, like if you only really like two, then you can leave the third blank. You could leave the third right. blank. Yeah. So, so strategy-wise, if you really don't like somebody, then you make sure that you rank one, two, and three with people that you can live with. Palette. So that you create a little space that makes it harder for the person that you really don't like to get elected. Oh, God. So leaving somebody, and- somebody out of your ballot is a way to vote against them in a way. So you could just put two people. Or one or person, one. yeah. If and that's how you take feel, a vote away from. I don't feel like I would only. Put no, no, one. no. If you vote for just one, that means that your vote stays with that candidate. You're not taking a vote away from anybody. Yeah. Else. Oh, I see what you're saying. But if that candidate doesn't have enough popular support to actually get a delegate, because we're talking about not winning the election, but winning winning delegates right now mm-hmm. for this presidential primary, right? 
So let's say that you like a candidate that is really polling at 0%, but you really like them, so you want to make sure that your vote... Deval Patrick. He dropped out, I think. Oh. I think he did, yeah. I think our last 0%er is... John Delaney hasn't dropped out yet, has he? He did. He did did. did drop out, yeah. (sighs) Okay. I think 0%ers right now are uh, maybe Steyer and Tulsi. Oh, Tulsi. Hawaii's fine. We forgot... forgot we forgot our congresswoman. So no, yeah, she's not our congresswoman. Well, yeah, but like the, we're yeah. here in Hawaii, right? Maybe yeah. some people really like Tulsi and they want to rank her number one, even knowing that she's probably not gonna take this sure. thing, right? You can still rank Tulsi number one, but because you know that Tulsi's gonna get eliminated early on, if you don't get fifteen percent of the threshold to get delegates, you get you know eventually get eliminated. Yeah, you better have a backup candidate that is likely to get delegates. Bashar so that's Al-Assad. your strategy. <laughs> Right. I we should we should mention uh listeners yes. that uh Maria is and, and fair vote are strictly nonpartisan. So um we are making jokes about the Democrats and the Democratic field. And but, she's she's humoring us because she's very polite and but Maria is not expressing no. any sort of political views on her own None. of her own or, or a fair uh, vote. that would represent fair vote. Yeah. So just uh just in case anybody out there is listening getting aggro. Uh, fair vote wants everybody to vote ranked choice voting because it's a better system. Yeah. Uh, and everybody on the Democratic side kind of likes that, and then nobody on the Republican side does. Imagine Not true. That. <laughs> really? There's a ranked choice voting happening in Utah right now. Then hey. uh, the, there was a really the most one of the most conservative uh, Republicans and one of the most uh, progressive democrats in their legislature got together and and passed this uh, local option so is it implemented yet it is implemented oh wow so the legislation in utah is uh it's it's basically a local options uh program and it's a pilot so people can do it for a sort of like a time bound uh amount of time and if they like it they can keep it and if they don't they can just go back to the way they were doing it so there's I think that, you know, this past November, there were two or three small towns in Utah that used ranked choice voting wow. for their local elections. That's yeah. awesome. What sort of, what sort of, so of, you know, you mentioned Nevada had, sorry. Uh, listeners, uh, you may hear the sounds, the soothing sounds of a 737 uh, coming in over these uh, wonderful crisp airwaves. But uh, that is because we are in a louvered window home and not our uh basement foundry studio that we used to have so bear with us if you have a space to donate you can change that uh so you know you mentioned nevada has already concluded theirs in the 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 primary we just had you mentioned these towns in utah have some experience of the people who have already voted what sort of feedback are you guys hearing so i tried this for the first time so let me back up a little bit so ranked choice voting has been around for a really long time Cambridge, Massachusetts has been doing it for over 80 years. Oh, wow. And there's uh, about 12 municipalities that use ranked choice voting right now. Okay. There's uh, about 12 more or maybe even more municipalities that are going to be implementing it in the next year. The state of Maine, of course, uses it for all of their elections. I did not know that. So they're they're, uh, state and federal elections. They still ended up with with Paul LePage. No, no. They, they just passed that oh, this law. Is after Paul yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. that was the, that was a non-partisan, non-partisan clarification. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna get Susan Collins is the ranked choice voting. She's gonna get God on that. 
So ranked choice voting is, you know, it's been around for a while. It's okay. gaining a lot of momentum yeah. lately because... Democracy is broken? Because democracy has Seems its broken. challenges, right? And this is not like a silver bullet, but it really does address many of the issues that we uh, that we see in our politics. Yeah. Getting back to what you were saying the, about a zero-sum game, right? Like uh, you want a candidate to win and therefore you want everybody else to lose. In this case, it's like you want somebody to win and then you kind of want somebody else to win too if you yeah. know could be worse my, my struggle here is picking that number three i i've got so two that's the beauty of it is you don't have to. you don't have You're free I, to do whatever you your know heart who tells i would you. say might be my number three and i know this is going to sound off brand for me a little hypocritical go for it i kind of like tom steyer he like i don't hate him he's you know he seems like a billionaire with a conscience i thought you said that you were an anti-billionaire i am mostly anti-billionaire that spirit animal. that's what i'm saying that's why it's very off-brand but because I michael, hate bloomberg, my- michael bloomberg is 54 more billionaire than tom, tom steyer it's true that's so true just- tom steyer is barely a billionaire he's like he's like a micro billionaire but like bloomberg's like a he's like what the ninth richest person in the world yeah he sucks so bad Anyway, and I th- like Tom Steyer's whole Again, thing is like this does not reflect the opinion no, not of, whatsoever. Our, of our lovely guest or of the organization Fair Vote. This is just us ranting. This is, well, this a is just bit. Ryan. But yeah. let, let me get back to the yes. mechanics of it a little please, bit, right? Please. So, as a Democratic voter, you're going to go in there, you're going to get your ballot, and you're going to be allowed to rank up to three candidates in order of preference. You can just rank one, two, or three. My advice is rank three. Okay. Um, so what happens then when all the ballots are in, then the machine tabulates them, right? And the machine only counts everybody's first choice. So only everybody's favorite candidate. Mm. Uh, if after that round of counting, some candidates get 15% of the vote or more, then they automatically are going to get some delegates. If there are some candidates after that first round of uh, counting that don't reach that 15% threshold, then the candidate with the lowest percentage of the vote gets eliminated. Mm. And what happens is then that those voters who voted for that candidate that got eliminated get their vote count for their next choice. And then that goes into... Then it gets reallocated to the rest of the candidates. And then we see that somebody else reached that 15% threshold once that candidate got eliminated and those voters got their next choice count. So it's sort of the, it's like the viability thing in, in the caucuses. Is that? Exactly. So some people like to uh, talk about ranked choice voting as a caucus on paper. It's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Is, you know, you, you get a chance to re-caucus. Except you don't have a, you don't have the option in real time. You have right. to predetermine your options. Right. right. So if your favorite is not viable, then you've already determined who your backup choices or choice is. So, you know, and that's kind of cool because caucuses you know there's something really great about caucus when you think about it theoretically right like you get to be there with your community and your neighbors and you get to build democracy in real time it sounds great in theory in theory yeah and then you execution is a a pain in the butt because like if you have a job or if you have kids or if you live far away or if you are taking care of an elderly parent or something you can't just go there and spend like six hours you know moving around the room sure. with your neighbors like there's there's a lot of uh, barriers to that and then ultimately who ends up caucusing in places that caucus are you know older m- more affluent people who have you know a babysitter or whatever it is must be nice so that that is it turns out you know not being really um a good representation of of our communities so yeah ranked choice voting Think of it as caucus on paper. That's a way to think about it and um, definitely allows for people to have a more nuanced 
expression of what they like and who they like and why. Yeah, right? and you don't you don't have to worry about your second choice hurting your first unless your first is already cooked anyway. Right. So That's in that point. case, yeah, 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 because your second choice is never going to be looked at while your favorite candidate is still in the race. Got it. That makes a lot more sense. I guess, like in my semi, uh, based on what I know about like the Olympic medal count and my ignorance, when people have been like, "Josh, what's the rank choice voting?" I'm like, "Yeah, you get like." Three points for first place, second points for second place, or two points for second place, and one point for third place. And you just add them all up and la da da. And I've been giving out a lot of false information. Well, now you know. Welcome to having a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, do vaccines cause autism? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, are there any other states that are on tap right now to implement ranked choice voting that currently haven't? Or anybody who's close to doing it that maybe we haven't heard about? So the answer is yes, but there's so many different ways to implement ranked choice voting, right? So, you know, where I live in New Mexico, we have uh, in state law, state election law, we uh, municipalities, so at the city level, municipalities can opt in and, and decide to do ranked choice voting. So my city of Santa Fe, we use ranked choice voting. Las Cruces in New Mexico also uses ranked choice voting. So even though the state isn't using it, cities within the state can use it and that's true for many states so you know there's four cities in in the bay area in california that use it and you know there's a uh, tacoma park maryland uses it and minneapolis and mm. st paul and minnesota use it so at the municipal level right very cool there's a big effort going on in massachusetts to pass it at the state level so that's something that may be coming down the pipe in the next year or so uh, there's also uh, an initiative in Alaska to do it at the state level. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, momentum going on. Yeah. Very interesting. So how how did you first get interested in, I guess, ranked choice voting specifically, but this kind of this kind of voter advocacy work? So I um, I kind of have a, an unlikely journey to this point. I started my career as a health care practitioner. I'm an acupuncturist by trade. Oh, cool. And I was doing that, and I've always kind of been, a, you know, interested in social justice. So my practice was uh, basically serving uninsured people. Awesome. So it was a miserable living. <laughs> my acupuncturist here Serve actually... No, he, he lived for like 15 years in Santa Fe. Oh, really? Yeah, Santa Fe is just chock full of acupuncturists. Yeah, yeah. we should... We Tell should me. talk about yeah, those yeah. off air. <laughs> so anyways, I, I did my practice. I started my practice like that, serving uninsured people. And I, I did that for many years. And that um, I sort of started thinking, like, why are these people uninsured? Like, this is crazy, right? And it was 2008. I was in practice. And then a whole well, lot of people were suddenly uninsured. <laughs> yeah. And my practice kind of grew exponentially in a really sad way because yeah, of sure. that. So I started really getting into like the politics of it and the policy of it. Like what's going on here? And Healthcare pushed you into politics. Yeah. So then I started sort of advocating for uh, some of my patients and getting into health policy at the local level. I was living in Oregon at the time. And, uh, you know, it turns out that I had a knack for that. And then the just kind of like took a left turn and started doing policy work. Uh, and th- it was originally health access policy yeah uh, and that turned into health equity policy so then i started looking into things like access to transit and housing and education sure, and it's all connected 
it's all connected, right? So sort of the way that I see it is I started moving upstream, right? Mm. And then um, I was very happily doing that. I was living in Oakland at the time. I was working um, on a health equity initiative, working on all these issues. It was pretty awesome. And then 2016 election happened. And everything, all your dreams came true. Oh, and I was like, the next day, I mean, I remember the next day very clearly. I remember that next day. Right? We all kind of did. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, the greatest day in the history of America. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that morning I was like, okay, I need to work on democracy from now on because if I'm going to move upstream, like if we don't have a democracy, we're not going to have transit or housing or anything else, right? So... And I need to go back to New Mexico because that's where I feel like my home is. Yeah. So I made that decision and um, Fairvote was hiring and I applied for a job and moved to New Mexico and became the director of Fairvote New Mexico. And this has been the thing since that's then. That's very cool. Yeah. And so how uh, you, you've traveled to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any of our other listeners, cause we have a lot of people who are like, how do you get that job that that person has? Because we interview a lot of cool like political people like yourself. Uh, even if they're explicitly nonpartisan, uh, what is your what is your a day in your life look like? Are you are you traveling all the time? I mean, you've been in Hawaii since uh, since Sunday, and you said you're going to be here, I believe, through the a few more days, right mm-hmm. through the weekend. Yep. So, like, are, where's next? Where are you heading to after that? Where were you before? So my a day in my life is it really depends on which day it is, right? Okay. So, Especially in an election year. So, yeah, so for the past month or so, uh, I've been traveling a whole lot with this work for Fair Vote. Again, I'm leading the voter education effort in these four states. Um, So I came here this time from Wyoming. Uh, I'm here now. Beautiful state. Yeah, Wyoming is Not many people. Great state. Not many Democrats, let me tell you that. No, not we, many at all. We rank them all. They're all in this where, room right now. Where were you? I was in uh, in Cheyenne. They had their... Uh, Cheyenne's like... And it's the big city, and it's like maybe 100,000 people. I mean, it's like... It's it's very small. It's like big enough to have a Walmart, and that's And about all it. the Democrats in the state were there because it was their, their state central committee meeting and their executive committee meeting and their big fundraiser and everything. So... Uh, my colleague Grace uh, Ramsey, who does this work with me, and I were there, and we were giving presentations to uh, basically to the party folks, right? Like the county chairs and precinct people, folks who can then go back to their communities and share how this is going to work with folks. Um, but yeah, it was it was fascinating, and uh, I've never really seen those um, the Democratic Party folks in in Wyoming working against all odds in such a crazy environment for them they're so committed so committed it's amazing you got to be like if you call yourself a democrat you are obviously a true believer if like you are holding on in that place of all places well we have have a a friend from uh law school where josh and i are both lawyers that's how we met in law school and that sounds so bougie it does Uh, except until you see our student loans and our salaries and you're like oh never mind they're not those kind of lawyers um we have a friend from law school, though, who lives in Oklahoma and is chair of one of the Democratic Party uh, precincts of Oklahoma. Counties or whatever, yeah. And it, I mean, that is that is an uphill climb. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and I Bartlesville, think... Bartlesville? This is, I think it is Bartlesville, yeah. which I actually have family in Bartlesville. There you go. But uh, I, I think about that, especially because I grew up in Alabama, and I think about the people who are Democrats yeah. in Alabama 
Uh, and I, again, this is a nonpartisan uh, issue. Jake Carney's family. And those are the only white Democrats in Alabama. Jake Carnley's family? Jake Carney, the Obama oh. press guy. He's <laughs> a Jake Carnley, the guy that we interviewed. He's uh, owner of Great Bear Wax Company, which has sponsored the show. Uh, Could be both. I, I don't know that his family's Democratic or not. Probably not. Regardless, uh, I think about those people and they have, you know, or conversely, if you are a Republican living in... Hawaii. Massachusetts. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't have much sympathy for Republicans. No, it's like, I'm holding out against all hope that I can take away finally, finally take away people's health care. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. But if I that's think, your jam, though, I mean, I, you know. If that's your cause, yeah. It's like, it's hard. or It's really hard. But I mean, this is the point, right? Like, yeah. because it's impossible for a Republican to get elected in Massachusetts. Like, it's nearly impossible. Except for governor. Right. But I mean, to for uh, like their federal delegation. Mm. It's impossible, mathematically impossible. Almost, yeah. It is no, it is totally. Oh, it's truly yeah. unless, uh, impossible. unless you're Scott Brown and you happen to get a nice check from Michael Bloomberg. So should beat Elizabeth Warren. But but you know, there's I don't know, thirty percent of forty percent, thirty percent of people in Massachusetts are Republican. So yeah. like, why can't they get anybody some representation, right? And it's the same thing for for Democrats in Wyoming. Okay, well, but here's and and I guess I guess I. We talked off air, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and and we told Maria that uh, that we make no illusions of trying to be fair. Like we don't think the Republican cause is valid. We think it's silly. Yeah, um, tell them get their own podcast. But um, I, I guess I, I kind of see your point. Like, like if you're a Republican in Massachusetts, like a man, I really want to get elected, but like. You could say, well, why don't you just take less insane positions? Like, why don't you just take more normal, reasonable positions? But by that same token, Democrats in Wyoming, right? Like, why don't you just take more reasonable positions, conservative yeah. positions, or what's reasonable? I don't know. Reasonability varies yeah. by culture. You know? I have the beholder, babe. Yeah. yeah. But also, too, like also primaries in general, like that's where like the ideologues, the radicals, like the real committed folks are showing up those are not the moderate nobody nobody's instinct is to moderate especially like post 2016 that's correct yeah why bother why bother moderating yeah moderation (laughs) everything in moderation except my politics so see this is another thing going taking the conversation back to rank choice voting very good of you right Thank you. She's obviously done a lot here. of interviews. That's why folks. she's here, folks. Yeah. So that you know, like we have to worry about on the right and on the left about about things really going to the fringe, right? Sure. So that's very difficult to achieve with ranked choice voting. That's a good point. Maybe yeah. the Tea Party would have never happened. Maybe we never would have gotten a Trump. Maybe because you you can't you know in a crowded race which we have, yeah. right? It's almost impossible to win with just first choice votes. Sure. Yeah. So it's really if, hard. So if you have like a strong base of like your fringe folks, like that might get you elected in a system like we've had up to this point. Yeah. But in ranked choice voting, you can't because you need those second choice yeah. and third choice votes. So you need to broaden your base. So it's it's about a consensus of acceptability, right? So like that makes a lot of sense. It's about building consensus. It's about going beyond your your base. It's about like trying to find those common values that maybe some somebody who prefers a different candidate has and how to bring people into the fold rather than us and them now could a ranked choice voting system uh could it make third party candidates more viable could absolutely it, because it seems like you know part of the problem that we have in the united states is that we have we have two political parties call it, in call air quotes shots. 
but realistically we have the the crazy conservatives the less crazy conservatives the normal crazy conservatives the like conservative democrats the moderate democrats the liberal democrats and then the progressive democrats and then we have leftists there's really Mm -hmm. like nine political parties but they all operate within the same like two frameworks yeah I think, isn't this the point AOC made a couple weeks ago? Like in Europe, she and Joe Biden would not be in the same party, exactly. probably. Exactly, yeah. She, Joe Biden's like a social democrat. And well, she's then, a social democrat. Joe Biden is the traditional like... That's true. He yeah. would be... Wait, oh, I'm thinking in terms of cognates. Yeah. She, he would be social democrat and she'd be farther left, but... He could be. You're right, yeah. She, he'd probably be more like he'd gener- be more generic like, labor. Yeah, he's labor and then and then she's social democrat. Yeah. Anywho, so uh, is there evidence of that sort of helping break out of the two-party system that we're sort of stuck in i mean that that we're stuck in it in such a stuck way right mm-hmm. like there's so many layers yeah. to that but this i find it very interesting that this is the model the the voting method that maine uses for everything because maine has a lot of independence yeah right so the independence in maine is sort of like a like a viable party they actually model sort of like a three-party system and people in Maine like this because of that yeah. Yeah. shout out angus king well, it gives you i mean it gives you a it gives you a viable alternative to if, if anything it allows republicans to be crazy democrats to be a little less crazy and then you can have sort of the balancing act of the left polar opposite of the right polar opposite so Sounds great. And it's ultimately about building consensus, right? So like in Maine, there was this congressional election that happened last year mm-hmm. where there was it was a Democrat, a Republican, and an independent, right? And then the Republican came in uh, ahead with a plurality of the votes. It was like 30-some percent on the first round. But they, you know, in this case, they needed to reach a majority of the votes. So after the the candidate with the least number of votes, which in this case was the independent, got eliminated, Turns out that most people who supported that independent candidate were leaning more towards the Democratic side. So after he, after he got eliminated, the Democrat ended up winning. Yeah, so this is also a great way to avoid a two thousand Ralph Nader style situation. Exactly. Yeah. May, may I also ask? Yes, you may. Thank you. Is ranked choice voting susceptible to say hacking by a foreign adversary? Because that is a that is a chief concern in United States federal elections right now, especially while Mitch McConnell is Senate Majority Leader. So, I mean, the answer to that is not any more than any other kind of voting that we have. It's all about election security. And unfortunately, our government is sort of like set to not increase election security at this point. Diplomatically put. Yeah. But for example, in in my state of New Mexico, we have an awesome secretary of state. I'm going to give her a shout out. Maggie Toulouse Oliver. She is the best. Shout out you, Maggie. We're tagging her in this episode now. Please do. Maggie. Maggie. Maggie Maggie. is fantastic. Shout out Maggie. So Maggie is like a true champion of democracy. And in New Mexico, we have uh, part of our election law again is that we have paper ballots for everything. Mm. Right. So, uh, you know, we have the tabulation ability to do ranked choice voting it's baked into our uh, software and our voting machines so if a place you know place in new mexico a city in new mexico wants to do ranked choice voting they can the machines are ready for it and then if there's any you know there's like a, a 
possibility of doing a recount or doing an audit with those paper ballots. So, you know, in my mind, the best way to uh, prevent hacking or foreign interference in our elections is to have those paper ballots in hand so that we can make sure that, you know, if there's question, you just go back to those paper ballots. Yeah. That's a, a what a wonderful and sensible yeah. idea that you've had. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for for joining us, for sharing so much, for educating us about ranked choice voting and how important it is. And I be personally I feel like much more ready to participate and contribute. For I'm sure. sure. You do too. Yeah. Um before before we let you go, uh the grill. Here's the grill questions. Entirely. No, oh, we're not. Right. This okay. is still part of ranked choice voting because we're gonna need you to well, I guess technically it could you be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So actually, I'm gonna make this explicitly ranked choice voting. Okay. Maria, yes. you are stranded on a desert island. Okay. Don't question why you're there, but you're there. And fair now, vote, fair vote. Uh, the your travel budget ran out, and you had to swim back. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And you've made it to this desert island, and before you got to go to the island, before you got in the water to swim, you decided. I'm going to take my three favorite movies. Hmm. What are they? So I'm assuming there's like a screen. There, yeah. There's don't, whatever you need. Yep. It's okay. There. There's like a drive. So normally, drive the, through, mm-hmm. drive yeah, normally, in. normally there's a, the question, there's a drive in. Yeah, normally, the question is book, movie, album, but. But if do we want to make you answer nine. <laughs> that's nine choices. That's, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Of, that's we why I that changed it. Yeah. So this is if you okay. Can, you have okay. three movie your top three movie unless you're not a movie person then you can choose book or album but i'm like i feel like everybody's kind of okay i can i can do movies my three favorite movies okay top so, three so i think number one might have to be the big lebowski okay Yay. number two maybe casablanca okay wow That's and really good. This is, and number strong. three strong. this is like a new favorite but I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I think I could watch it a lot of times. Is uh, Knives Out? Knives oh, Out I was never, so I, good. Yeah, frick, I gotta see that. Uh, so unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, um, Casablanca and Big Lebowski were not viable candidates. So Knives well, Out. I'll let you finish. Uh, Knives Out was great and all. <laughs> Knives, not, Knives Out was great and all. But Big Lebowski and Casablanca are two of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> wait, wait, but let me let me like use this opportunity to educate Please. your listeners a little more. So. In that case, right, if my favorite movie is The Big Lebowski and I'm just like, I like The Big Lebowski and I only want The Big Lebowski. Mark it zero. If I mark The Big Lebowski number one, number two, and number three, you can totally do that. But what happens if The Big Lebowski gets eliminated? Then you get nothing. Right. The machine's going to look for your next choice and there isn't a next choice. Mark it zero. So this is why it behooves you to at least have a backup, if not two. That was good. And also, let's say that I'm just like a real like loving person and i have trouble making decisions and i just want to make everybody very happy so i want to rank big lebowski casablanca and knives out all number one because i love them all what happens there you get zero you get zero because the machine can't figure out who your first choice is right this is a very good hypothetical you're out of your element donnie good job guys thank you well i i think i'm I'm just going to commend you maria for your ability to bring everything back to ranked choice voting. It's my job. I, it, that is, that is your the, job and you do it very well. Eyes and it's also my passion. It's yeah. true. You're welcome to you're welcome to answer the book and album if you would like as well. But no pressure. 
book, I would say number one. I'm reading the Satanic Verses, and it's very Salman good. Salman Rushdie, very yeah. cool. Interesting. Uh, the Wind Up Burt Chronicles by Murakami is very good. Okay. And uh, Hundred Years of Solitude, probably up You've there. You've got some very like classy choices in <laughs> things that you read and watch. Well, what about music? Oh boy! Okay. You mentioned you're living in Oakland, so I have high expectations that this is going to be very hip choices. So I'm not a very hip music person. I kind of no. have like my old school, like you know, likes. I know what you mean. Music um, hasn't been good, good since is, 2010. I mean, what's good is good. Classics so rumors, number one, Root probably by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Thunder only happens when it's raining. Indeed. Yeah, I mean that's one of the greatest albums. Yeah. Abbey Road, very good. Uh, yeah. Um. Maybe the VU, Velvet Underground. Oh. That's very good, too. You do have very good taste in things. Thanks, right, so guys. Speaking, you're speaking Including of, podcasts, am I right? Speaking of speaking of your, your number one choice book, top three favorite Satanic authors verses? who have been subjected oh. to uh, Look, fatwas by the Ayatollah. Oh, my God. I don't know if I know three. <laughs> I would say I've got Salman Rushdie. That's about it. Salman Rushdie, Salman Rushdie, Salman Rushdie, zero. Yeah, I'm sure there's many, yeah. but that's uh, the I mean, one I know. Yeah. Okay, so, so th- this is the question we ask absolutely all of our guests. If one of our listeners happens to find themselves hungry, strolling through Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's Spanish for Saint Fe. <laughs> Hold on, let me look that. Let me, let me confirm. Holy let me confirm. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah so, I, I was Spanish National Honor Society in high school. I don't want to brag. La Sociedad Nacional. I, I don't remember. No, okay. I, I don't want to butcher the Spanish yeah, language. No. I have too much respect for it. Anywho, we're in Santa nice. Fe. Yes. yes. Where would where would one find themselves wanting to eat in Santa Fe? So Santa Fe has excellent food, but most of the excellent food in Santa Fe is New Mexican food. So it's like the when green you, hatch chilies and when you yeah. say New Mexican, is that chiles, green chilies and red chilies and And Christmas, which Christmas. is both. Yes. Yeah. Did you say Christmas? So let me tell you, when I was educating voters about ranked choice voting for the Santa Fe election, we yeah. had our three like um, fake candidates, right? Because you can't really use candidates to educate green, voters. Green, red, Christmas. It was green, red, and Christmas. That's awesome. Uh, red, green, red, and Christmas. Yeah. Survey says we. So what were the, what were, green won every time. Sure. Really? Green okay. has chilies. Is like what Santa Verde, Fe, or yeah. New Mexico is known for. When uh, when Jordan and I were, I was telling you off air, we were on a layover. Uh, we ate at a Mexican restaurant. In new Mexican. Well, Mexican no, or New Mexican. Excuse me. We ate yeah. at a restaurant with a Latino name Called. at the Albuquerque airport. Oh, yeah. And Gar- uh, Garduños, I think it is. I'm that's exactly sure. right. Yeah. And that food compared to the Mexican food that we have in Hawaii was so good that like just thinking about it right now is literally making my mouth water. But uh, point of clarification, that's New Mexican food. That's New Mexican food. Yeah. See, and I, I grew up with Tex-Mex. I grew up in Alabama, mm-hmm. so we had like different. It was totally different. different yeah. It was as, so good. As a complete moron and 100% absolute gringo, could you please explain the 98% gringo, 90, 99.99999% 90, 99. gringo? Could you please explain for our listeners? Definitely not for me. For our listeners, what the difference between New Mexican food and Mexican food is, other than the chiles? Uh, it's newer. It's definitely newer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Josh just <laughs> quit the podcast. Podcast will be a solo show. <laughs> I mean, Mexican food. It, you know, yeah. Mexico is ginormous Huge, so right. there's a lot of different types of mexican sure, food yeah. new mexican food in itself like so there's there's the chilies are very unique the yeah. green chili is prepared very uniquely and it's hatch green chili specifically like so from good. this part of new mexico unbelievable uh the red chili is also prepared very specifically 
um, our uh, enchiladas are flat, not rolled. Mm. Okay. They're, you oh. know, sopapillas with honey. So oh. Sopapillas with honey are bomb. Shout out, shout out to my wife who makes the lovely sopapilla cheesecake. Is bar. that true? Yes. Oh. So, so, yeah, I mean, New Mexican food is it's its own thing for it's sure. It's awesome. Very mm-hmm. cool. Okay. So, back to the restaurants yes. for breakfast yes. in Santa Fe, New Ranked Mexico. Voting, please. The pantry. The, the pantry. pantry is excellent. Okay. okay. Yeah. What do you get at the pantry? I always get the same thing. It's called the Sunrise, and it's uh, very crispy home fried potatoes mm. with Christmas. I like Christmas. Mm. And uh, an egg. Mm. And a little cheese on top. That sounds amazing. Tortilla on the side. Yeah, it's good. I've been on. I like the the food that I identify most with in like my childhood is probably Mexican food. What we call Mexican food, obviously. Taco Bell. Um, no, <laughs> Taco Bell is that we know. Um, and so whenever I'm like, whenever uh, we were we were out of the country for 10 days or something when i got back i was like i just want a burrito of some kind i don't care if it's good i don't care if it's real i just want a burrito because we were in we were in asia and they don't have burritos there so did you get your burrito i did i I ate breakfast burritos two days in a row and actually three days in a row were they good i mean were they new mexican good yeah yeah maso menos yeah they were they uh they satisfied my hunger, but I, I know that they were not as fulfilling as they could have been. They satisfied my hunger, but they could have satisfied so much more. I was I was good, but I wasn't satisfied. So yes. number two restaurant yes. in, in Santa Fe, and this is particularly for dinner, and I'll tell you why, okay. is Atrisco's. Atrisco's. Delicious food, and it's kind of like the place where you run into anybody and everybody who's mm. anybody and everybody in, in Santa Fe. And it's not on the menu, but you can get a jalapeno margarita. You can get it by the pitcher. That sounds very good. Which is, uh, they just basically chop up fresh jalapenos and dump it in the pitcher of margaritas. And it's quite delicious. Yeah. That sounds super good. Uh, Shout out to Waikiki Brewing Company here in Honolulu, who serves a beer called Jalapeno Mouth that is made with actual jalapeno. Surprisingly good in your drink. Um, So shout out to Pepsi AC. (laughs) <laughs> which I will be purchasing after trying <laughs> jalapeno mouth. anything with jalapenos in it. Uh, what's number three? What's your number three? Yes. So I think number three for me would have to be Tune Up Cafe. And that's just because it's in my neighborhood and okay. it's pretty good. I love the, uh, you rank everything. Yeah. Have you, okay, I'm since you've ranker, been working yeah. in rank choice voting, have you found it hard not to rank things? So hard. And it's really good that I only have one kid. it's like default default remains like i gotta he's my number one wait do you have one kid because you've always had one kid or were your other two kids not viable and so it came down to this kid (laughs) no no so just the one like report card comes in like ooh. Uh, sorry you you fell below the minimum threshold i gotta go in my second choice okay i rank everything i do nice but we all rank everything don't we how would you rank this on your don't tell us podcast don't tell us don't tell us don't tell us unless it's good yeah it's good i'm having fun oh good okay but she didn't give us a number number one is okay i'll have to think about it i have to think about it we we presume the think about it listeners is uh she's winking at us no she's not she's (laughs) winking at us to signal no she's not that uh that we are number one so we will take that yes maria thank you so much for your time today yeah are there um, any last words? Any last final bits thoughts? Of wisdom? Yeah, you can rank your rank your wisdom one, two, three, and share it with so our listeners. So I just want to tell your listeners, you know, this is an exciting thing that the Hawaiian uh, Democratic Party is doing. Go vote on in the primaries. Go rank your candidates one, number one, number two, number three. Just you know, be open to this new ballot and, and give it a shot. See how you like it, and uh, I'm sure that you will like it because 
with ranked choice voting, you are almost guaranteed that one of your choices is going to get some delegates. That's a, that's so you a, can't go wrong with that. It's like democracy, but it might actually work. It's democracy in action, yes. you see? Maria Perez, ladies and gentlemen, Fair thank vote you so much. In the house, New Mexico's uh, finest. Go vote, go vote, go vote. Vote early and vote often. That's true. <laughs> As you can. You can vote three times with ranked choice voting. True that. Right? Wow. Right? Rush Limbaugh is going to be furious when he hears about this. Rush Limbaugh is always furious. Well, aloha. This episode of the Blue White Podcast is not at all brought to you by Broken Boundary Brewing Company. At least not yet. Not yet. It might be. It might be. We don't know. We have no way to find out. Nope. We we have no freaking idea. Those guys have completely ghosted us. Uh, If you are looking for uh, delicious, delicious beer... Uh, homemade craft brewed homemade craft brewed it's in Mapuna Puna, like not easy to serving get to, they're not quite yeah. serving yet but if you were we wouldn't know I, to, we wouldn't know I, to wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to go I wouldn't know to go to Broken Boundary Brewing Company it's For, 740 Mo'oba Street in Kalihikai I wouldn't know either but what have we got to lose nah we'll find out alright folks thank you for bearing with us we are back we are happy to be back for season 3 bumpy re-entry but not too bumpy seatbelts Securely fastened. We uh, please keep them fastened until we finish taxing. While I com- complete this last little series of announcements here, uh, normal service will resume in terms of shoutouts and everything eventually. But like we're not really sweating it. Um, we're gonna move to a every two weeks format now. Every two weeks. And coming up next. Next week. Next episode. Next. We are gonna talk next year, not to next a very cool gentleman, the consul, a consul general. A diplomat, a man of the world, from our neighbor to the north, the great nation of Canada. Our better neighbor to the north. Our much, well, no, that's rude. I guess. Wait, why is that rude? I guess no. I guess you're not implying that Mexico is bad because you put north in. Yeah. Better. There are better. They're our uh, only neighbor to the north. But if you're like our better neighbor, like if we only have two neighbors, oh, then you're no. the, the, we're not implying. We love them Absol- both. Yeah. We love. There are good people, people. Mexico, bro. There are good people on both borders. The. I I assume that. Even in between, I assume that some of the people between Canada and Mexico are very fine people. We'll, we'll have a better idea as of November 3rd. Um, mm. But, yeah. So Rana Sarkar. Rana Sarkar. International man of mystery. Uh, by, Gentleman. By mystery, by mystery, I mean business. But scholar. Mystery. Yeah. Super cool dude. Uh, he was in town back in the end of January. That sounds about right. And we visited him. Uh, crashed his Waikiki hotel party. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice uh, gentleman. Very nice staff. Yeah. Good people. So anyways, you'll be hearing from him uh, coming up in a few weeks talking about uh, a little bit more about the Canada's diplomatic mission yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah. So um, this guy, so he's based in San Francisco, but he is the emissary to Northern California and to Hawaii. So he's basically, he's one step below the Canadian ambassador to the United States, which yeah. I just feel like is super cool. Yeah. I've never been one step below anything. So before. if you're interested in international relations, in the Silicon Valley stuff, in just, just like a Canada, very smart just, yeah, person chatting with a cool dude about, about what the hell is going on in our crazy ass world right now. He's great. All good stuff. Yeah. Um, he's great. Maria's great. We've got two interviews in the tank with, uh, you know, if you remember last year, we talked to our good friend, RJ Brown, who's running for prosecutor. We two talk- other prosecutorial yeah. candidates. Two yeah. of his rivals. It's going to be a very strong, very, very impressive field of, well, at least of the three people we've interviewed. Anybody's going to be better than what we got. Uh, 
it's going to be yeah. a really, really uh, good change for Honolulu, and we're excited to share them with you. I don't want to spoil who we got, though. Oh, we, let's not spoil who we got, and we're not going to spoil who we don't got, but we're going to tell you up front, and you'll probably deduce this eventually, there is one candidate you absolutely should not vote for. We're not going to tell you who. Um, it's nobody. It's not one that we've... It's Well... If you like this episode, we'll what out. we recommend yes. is that you... Or maybe I shouldn't say recommend. What we, we what we respectfully request, respectfully entreat. Like us on Facebook. Yep. Share if you really if you like the episode, just share it with share one with friend. friend. Yeah. Just Give us, one person. If you could be so inclined, if you if you got nothing better to do, if you wouldn't mind hopping over to wherever you got this thing from, give us a nice little five star rating. A five star rating. Maybe like, maybe say something cool. Say say hello. Uh, We'd be happy to say anything know? better. Say anything something. Better than that boom boom salmon stuff. Boom boom salmon. Soom, the soom worst salmon. part is that I just wish that like he would have had like a better name. You know like yeah. Boom! Like boom, boom. It, it's like whenever, like a like if you're like playing video games like online, and then you get, you know, beat by a little thirteen year old kid who's called like Boobman sixty yeah. nine. Now for I'm not, I don't have iTunes. I'm not a Mac user. Uh, when you go to the the interface or the format or whatever, can you like make up a name each time, or is that no, like when no, he's registered uses, his shit? Uses as? your Apple ID. So he's Boom Boom Salmon at iCloud.com. I guess we could send him. You know, okay. I, I should say I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure that it does always use your your username, but I'm pretty sure. Well, so, anyways, is... Boom Boom Salmon, uh, your day of reckoning is coming. Yeah. A grown ass man chose the name Boom Boom Salmon. We're probably getting mocked by like a thirteen year old. I'm sure we are. Yeah, I, I, so. I mean, honestly, I think it's pretty clear if, if anybody's listening to us for any length of time that we really don't care if they yeah. say bad things about us. But we would still like your uh, five star reviews and comments because they really really help. What's the matter? Was Smash Smash Tuna already taken? <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in two weeks. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii.